installment of Furusato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. Oh man, if you're just joining us from episode one, you are in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen, and all folks of the gender identity spectrum. We are about to get into the actual competition portion of the Topaz Championship. But of course, I am not alone for this endeavor. With a Game Master B without their players. So, before we get into tonight's story, we are going to have our cast introduce themselves a little bit. So, they're going to let us know who they are, what they got going on, and what they're who they're playing as tonight. Hello, this is Chris, also known as Riku. You can find me on really any social media site, pup, uh, is pup Riku or Puppy Riku doesn't matter you'll find me a couple projects i've been working on in in irl world i'm currently sta- in the process of stage managing priscilla queen of the desert up here in madison wisconsin so if you come out in if you're in the madison wisconsin area and you are have some availability in april feel free to come out and check out the show as for game worlds you could find me on friday night fights playing the umbrella talon and now, you can also find me in my own game that I'm DMing here on the Vibe Tribe Productions called The Academy. It is a D&D 5th edition combined with D20 Modern game. So if that intrigues you, it's I've been concepting it for a few years now, and I'm really excited to bring it to you. So keep an eye out for that. Other than that, tonight I am playing Kaito Shiba. Of the Sheba family, obviously. Of the Phoenix Clan. Hello, everybody. I am Josh, a.k.a. MG Preacher on TikTok and MG Preacher Mark II on Instagram. I will be playing Yaka today. I am of the Lion King. His ADHD is acting up, and I just cannot speak today. And Kaze of the Lion Clan. Oh, finally said it. Saludos programas, I am Adolfo. I am on the social medias as the Nerdy Puerto Rican. Some of the projects I'm working on uh, currently, I have a podcast called the Nerdy Puerto Ricast. I am also playing in the Friday Night Fights game as the Macho Maid, Syllabus Sparkles app. And I will also be uh, joining in the Academy in a yet-to-be-figured-out character. But in this game, uh, I play Shodai Toketsukaze, who is a unicorn Ayuchi Machado master. Hey, 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 people. It's your friendly neighborhood normal guy. I don't do anything outside of playing this game and another beautiful game Mikey is running called Call of the Deep. But this game, I am playing your wonderful weaponsmith, Daidoro Caillou from the Caillou uh, family and Crab Clan. 
Hey, everybody. I'm Will, or Halfling Wizard. You can find me in various places. Yeah, I do things on the internet. Nothing special. But I will be... Pl- I play... Mi- Mio Asawa of the Phoenix Clan. Yeah. That's me. I'm very, I'm really simple tonight. Just so everybody knows. We couldn't do this without you, Will, because... Oh. Let's get into this recap real quick, shall we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because something important has happened with young Mio, but before all that good stuff, let us get into this recap. So... We began our story last time with all of you young fledglings, you young samurai, traveling on the road to the small, uh, decently sized actually, village of Suma, in which you were going to complete your Genpuku, or the coming of age ceremony for young samurai, by competing in what is known as the Topaz Championship. So... A little bit of information from last time. The Topaz Championship is mostly used to have young samurai complete their Genpuku by having them compete in all different types of contests that require many skills that a samurai should be able to have. And oh boy, I cannot wait. But along the way, while you guys were traveling, Along with the party uncle, as we're calling again, our lovely Swede, Mikael Ikigai, you guys came across a peasant who, with your help, was able to set his cart to rights, as well as discovering a nice little letter written by uh, one Doji Satsume, the currently deceased Emerald Champion. So, that's we're going to revisit that in a second. But, you guys made your way back you made your way to the village of Suma, where you guys checked in. And you had an interesting exchange with another fellow samurai, Satoshi of the Mantis Clan, who is also here to compete in the Topaz Championship. After a little verbal squabble with the innkeeper, you guys managed to quell the situation and befriend the young Mantis samurai before a majority of you decided to go on a food tour and explore all the sites sounds and mostly tastes of what the village of Suma had to offer one of you decided he needed to meditate but man your friends were nice enough to bring you back food and that is exactly what they did while that was going on <laughs> a bit too much <laughs> and you can never have enough food <laughs> so while that was going on Ikigai decided he was going to need a bath after all this so in the middle of his bath through the steam and the relaxation, his serene peace was disrupted by a female Scorpion Clan member who told Ikigai to keep an eye out on you fledglings and make sure nothing was going to happen at the Topaz Championship. Boopy. (laughs) Speaking of spoopiness, as you guys made your way back to your rooms and settled in for the night, Mio, you awoke in the middle of the night to a very interesting sight. In the middle of the courtyard, you found yourself seeing the visage of Doji Sai, who has beckoned you to pour some tea from him, and that is where we left off. 
So, we're in the middle of this tea ceremony. <laughs> so, out the gate, we are going to do the first roll of this episode. <laughs> Yay. So, for this tea ceremony, now, the skill I'm going to require you to use is the performance, but you get to choose how you approach this. <laughs> So remember, when you make a skill check, you may choose one of the five different elemental rings for your approach. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting my dice all. Listen, like I understand. <laughs> okay. You said performance, right? So that is the skill that I'm going to require. However, right. you can choose which of the yeah. five elemental rings you want to use for the approach. <clears throat> I'm going to use water. Okay. So when you roll your dice, you roll the number of black dice equal to your water ring. And if you have any ranks in performance, you roll the white die along with that. All right. All right. I got... Of course, I'm not familiar with the... I'm still not familiar with it, but I can show you what I got. I got one of these on the white die. Okay, so that is giving... So that is an explosive success. <laughs> and then I got... On the black die, I got that. So, opportunity. But and that's not a success, but those come will come in handy yeah. later. Okay. And then that one. Another opportunity. Okay. Cool. So, with that explosive success, that basically is all you needed, really. So... Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have you narrate this one. So how does uh, Mio do with the tea ceremony? He is well-schooled in this because of his grandfather. So he will do this very traditionally. It'll be like, like uber traditionally. Not He does not want to offend anyone. So... Especially since it's the ghost of the former Emerald Champion. <laughs> you don't wanna, yeah, you don't want to do that. So he will. And I'm not 100% sure on the actual ceremony. Like how it would actually be done. But he will do it traditionally. Okay. So <laughs> the great thing about Furosato is we also take the opportunity here to teach people about yes. the culture that this game is based off of. Because we are in the world of Rokugan, and a lot of this comes from feudal Japan. Usually the way that tea ceremonies work, it's less about the brew that is involved, but more of the mm, showmanship, if you will. So usually most tea ceremonies involved setting initially start up from the setup with the cup and the saucer and all that good stuff and just the control that you have of pouring the tea stopping it at the right moment all that kind of good stuff I'm not spilling it i do know that it is a sin to spill the tea oh it is absolutely and not in the sense that we use it in i like it here in america yeah spilling the tea is a good thing it's amazing. But yeah, so a moment to learn. The more it pops up on I the I will show complete and utter respect to him. <laughs> or to whatever it is I'm giving tea to. You're having tea with a ghost. <laughs> and I'm going to show that ghost as much respect as I can. Because so, I do yeah. know about ghosts in Japanese culture and 
it's all about respect. <laughs> Don't we know it? <laughs> Alrighty, so Mio, with that explosive success, not only do you successfully perform the tea ceremony accurately and accordingly, but that explosive success also... Again, this is something that you are very well adept to. And you've done this multiple times. However, in the eyes of Doji Satsume, you perform this tea ceremony beautifully. And as you finish up, you swear that... Obviously, Doji Satsume is pleased. But you swear that you see a faint hint of a smile come over his more stern demeanor before going back to said stern demeanor. <laughs> okay. I will not acknowledge that. Like, openly. I will see it, but I will not acknowledge. <laughs> okay. So after you pour the tea and you put the pot down, Doji Satsume just takes the saucer and the teacup. He drinks the tea, puts it down, and then looks at you, Bio. You have done well, fledgling. Someone must have taught you very well when it comes to the ceremony of tea. My grandfather. Ah, uh, yes. It warms my heart good to see that tradition is still being taught to the young ones even now. And I will say I am honored that you are pleased. Yes. And I thank you for it. And he slightly just bows in your direction, Mio. Now, if you wouldn't mind, now that we've had our little introduction, would you mind waking the rest of your friends up, please? I think this is something they all should hear from me. I'll say, of course, Master, and I will get up traditionally and back away, opens the soji screens, back into the room, close the soji screens. Then I will wake everybody up. <laughs> Okay, so Mio is waking you all up. Okay, I just need a description. How is everyone's sleeping arrangement looking right now? That's true. How is everyone sleeping? Because <laughs> remember, all of you are crammed in here. So it's all of you, Satoshi, and also <laughs> Himiko. So during the... While they were going on their food tour, I, I know Kaito was, got struck with some aid, some needing to fix some things up and rearranged furniture and tried to make it, arrange it so it's as comfortable as possible. So it probably, it, it there's probably like defined spaces for people to sleep. Some may be a tad too smaller for certain people like myself, just to describe what the room probably looks like. She's... <laughs> yeah so that's the sleeping arrangement there's more room for others more not so much now me i'm sleeping in the corner like sitting up against the wall to try to make as much room for everybody else Daidoro that... is doing the classic crepe roll so he's like caterpillaring his like blankets basically probably like up against the wall just completely like perpendicular not perpendicular like aligned with it he's just in a little like i said he's just caterpillar and he's just rolled up in whatever <laughs> blanket or mat he's using love it he's like in the corner <laughs> yeah yeah so, 
Kaito, it's like if there was a loose board, he'd be falling through the wall. <laughs> uh, Kaito probably found a nice open spot and just lies up on his back. He's probably just stiff as a board, hands on his chest, looking upward. Looking upward. So, Shodai, being of the Unicorn Clan, which the Unicorn Clan is used to traveling and, and sleeping like in small tents and whatnot, he is totally comfortable in the way he's sleeping, which whatever small little nook there is, he is like half curled like a cat. However, his butt is up in the air and he has one of those huge <laughs> snot bubbles coming in and out as he sleeps and he's his chest is down on the ground his his head is to the side. He's just not I, I, I can just hear just I'm, I'm, imagining, I'm imagining the, the the animation of it flashing to each of us, all calm, and the very last pose is you. <laughs> yep. And that's how he's sleeping. Oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. I love it. But yeah, as... Yeah, I feel like this is a universal thing to say. As you were dreaming with the sugar plum fairies dancing in your head, <laughs> you are awakened by Mio as uh oh yeah I'm like kicking you guys it's like get up uh, is it breakfast time come with me get yourselves make yourselves look presentable there better be some sweet buns or something this is there's something sweet alright get yourselves together clean Kaito. that that off your face <laughs> when Kaito says make yourselves prove uh, presentable. I kind of give him like a curious look because since we've pretty much t trained together, I got a sense of who he is and his talents, and I'm like almost like giving him a look of what's up. <laughs> it's it's l middle of the night, and you're getting us all awake to to be presentable, and I'm like just what is going on. The whole time, I'm just, like, basically just fixing my clothes back up so I can look presentable Yep. at, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I, and, and after uh, Mio and I exchange looks, I basically bolt into the bathroom to just quickly wash up. <laughs> Very important. Ryder was going to roll out of his caterpillar cocoon and give Mio the, the stink eye, like, don't ever wake me up again. Like, this better be worth my damn time. He is having to get out of his fluff tortilla. Do you we don't want to miss waking... this. <laughs> do we end up waking up Himiko? Or do yeah. or Mio, do you end up uh, waking up Himiko? I wake up. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> so Shodai is going to do a little bit of a worm crawl as he gets to his bag, and then he'll put his, he'll put on his Yukata, which I know last session I said was Shades of Blue. It's actually Shades of purple and lavender with patchwork on it and of course he's like taking the sleeve and like wiping the drool off oh my Gross. goodness yeah including Himiko just slowly just gets up Mio you don't know what was what is more scarier the fact that you're talking to a ghost or the fact that, that when Himiko is disturbed from her sleep it uh -huh. is not the most prettiest sight you just uh -huh. see her like her hair is all frazzled. Mm. The gown is just like on one side. It's just, it's a mess. 
<laughs> oh, you're gonna get it. <laughs> Looks at you, Mio. She doesn't say anything, which is the worst thing that can ever happen when you make Hibiko mad. She doesn't yell at you. No, like if she, she yells at you, to. it's fine. Islands are not golden. <laughs> so she just looks at you. She looks at the rest of the guys. She looks back at you, Mio, and without saying anything, just starts looking presentable, putting her long silver hair back into kind of a decently looking bun though it's still frazzled and a little bit messy it just turns to you I hope this is worth it cause otherwise you're gonna feel my wrath in the morning yeah, I know No, trust me this will be worth it <laughs> I second Himiko I was like you guys I, I, I know you it, trust me this is worth it <laughs> You you can see from the from the wash area, it's almost like a cloud of smoke, and you're seeing like soap and and all this stuff just flying as as Kaito is trying to get ready, because <laughs> he I don't think he knows exactly what's up, but he knows it's important at this point. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so. In a flurry of a moment, all of you look at least half decent, which is good enough. So, Mio, <laughs> as you lead the group back through the tatami doors, or the sliding screen doors, I should say. Before I open them, I will look and make sure everyone looks presentable. <laughs> like, straightening things, making sure everyone looks presentable. Oh my gosh, I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> no, he's going to have to do all that on his own. <laughs> it's oh, like... yeah, no. He totally did, although as he's standing there, he's like half like still kind of going back into sleep and then waking up and like having <laughs> like teetering like oh, gosh. a tree in the wind. Minus all that, Mia, they all look at least presentable. Thing that they look is, yeah, then, then I will open. Okay. So for the rest of you, once again, once Mia opens those doors, you see the same sight that he did not that long ago either. The light is shining in the courtyard. And as you are making your way into said courtyard, once again, you see a stern-faced older man kneeling by the formal tea set that Mio had just poured. And at a low table in the center of the courtyard and then of course the moonlight is shimmering against his blue and emerald silk kimono as he turns to your direction ah young Mio it seems you have returned with the rest of your friends welcome my young fledglings I'm sure I do not have to introduce myself but for those who may have forgotten I am Doji Satsume former emerald champion it is a pleasure to meet you all. <laughs> As he finishes speaking, I just, I just go into a deep bow out of, like, uber respect. It's like, As, on. as yeah, as do <laughs> I. <laughs> and I'm still, and even while doing the bow, I'm, like, wide-eyed, like, shocked, and doing my best to hide it, but it's not working. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, same here. It's not, like, 
it's like uh, it's not like a oh my god type of thing it's it's literally out of respect and excitement that I'm doing such a deep bow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Shodai wakes up enough to, to, like, he... So when he hears the voice of Doji Satsume, he kind of blinks in his eyes. He kind of, like, squints because he's still half asleep. He's, huh? And he looks at everyone else. And he looks. And then his eyes get wide. And, he's like, and then he slowly down into the bow. Love it. As do I follow suit with everybody else. No argument. You're just like, mm-hmm. that's 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 an important man. All right. So as you guys bow, Himiko's reaction at first she just looks at you. She's what are you do? Oh, and then without a question, she just slowly gets and bows too, with the rest of you. Sume nods his head of approval and gestures for all of you to. Lift your heads and come join him at this tea table. <laughs> We're doing that. Mio's going to give everybody a look of, I told you. <laughs> Still not forgiving you for waking me up, but this is pretty important. <laughs> okay. Can, can Shodai attempt to use his theology skill in, in knowing how to interact with this spiritual tradition? Sure, so you are going to use theology, so now the question becomes, how is your approach? Which ring do you want to use? So it's gonna be it's gonna be survey. So it's gonna be my water ring. So that and that's the ring is the black dice, correct? Yes. You, the oh. elemental the five elemental rings are the black dice, and if you have any ranks in that certain skill, you also add your white dice or your D12 to it. Okay. Okay. On my white die, I got a success. Mm-hmm. And then I got two explosive successes. Oh, jeez. One opportunity, and then uh, one, two, three, strife, if that matters. Okay, strife is not going to come into play until the next day, so we'll talk about that when we get to it. But, damn, you rolled very well. <laughs> So, here's a couple of things that you know well on how to interact. Firstly and foremost, obviously this is a ghost, so. However, you understand that when it comes to ghosts, they are usually the spirits of some form of ancestors who are unable, for whatever reason, to move on to the afterlife of the Yomi or the Meido, whichever one they go to. And you also remember that ghosts are traditionally at least a little cryptic. And there is likely, hmm, based on what you can get from first appearance, you figure that Satsume is about to ask you for something that probably will not make a lot of sense initially. Ghosts just be like, hey, what's up, guys? There's an ulterior motive behind his appearance here. And as far as interacting with a ghost... The way that you interact with an individual of his caliber is one thing, but even in ghost form, you probably know that you should be nice about it and you should have a conversation with him as if he was still alive because this is the Emerald Champion, which is the highest position in the world of Rokugan. Okay, so with that information, Shodai, almost as if a... A switch has flipped in him 
he, he his body posturing and his demeanor just change and he greets Doji Satsume thank you for honoring us with this visit most honorable Doji Satsume and, and thank you for gracing us with this opportunity of sharing in tea with you just without breaking his gaze and just nods to you slowly Shodai and says and the honor is all mine as well not too many pleasantries that one gets to experience in the uh, afterlife so to say and continues somehow to drink tea even though he's a ghost <laughs> should i will will i guess are we still bowing or have we assumed positions at <laughs> for the tea or I, I think we're already sitting yeah so you guys are sitting around this table with the dudgies with the tea in the middle of it and all sorts of stuff and Mio you swear that there was only one set when you got here now somehow as you look back at the table there's enough for all of you guys I'm not gonna question it (laughs) just for clarification this is this is a a traditional Japanese table with no legs so we're all kneeling at this table Mm -hmm. okay cool alright so when Shodai gets his tea Shodai will address Doji. So, most honorable ancestor, how go things in your neck of the woods? Ito's kind of like bringing the tea <laughs> up, and right before drinking it, just goes... I think everybody <laughs> does. Everyone kind of goes... You essentially give him the, ev- the, yeah. like, the evil Luigi death stare. <laughs> the, 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 really bad. If we're supposed to... <laughs> If we're supposed to talk to our ancestors, uh, to the, the spirits? Yeah, but this is like a very formal event. I give no a little chuckle. Of the wood in this kind of presence. I think <laughs> it was a great question. Back, back in. We're going to get cursed after that. Yeah, I just know how it be. I think Mio well, is more like, how typical. <laughs> Rude. Okay. So, don't oh, you say that unicorn clan. Turn this into a whole sitcom. But anyways, <laughs> um, Doji Satsume just gives a little chuckle to your question. Oh, I can't really much say. Again, one doesn't have too many pleasantries in the afterlife. But a nice little tea, this nice little tea ceremony will do for now. As he slowly, again, sips tea like if you were still alive. <laughs> Should I will nod. I'm just sitting there at a complete loss for words. Just <laughs> so should I will nod, and he'll take a sip of his tea, and I'll be like, "So what brings? How to phrase this? So why do you honor us with this visit, ancestor Doji Satsume?" And so Doji slowly puts his tea back, his teacup back on the saucer, and his more refined demeanor that he was giving off fades away for a brief moment to a more facade of concern and at this point Doji Satsume looks at all of you the other ancestors have informed me that you have befriended a young mantis by the name of Satoshi that would be yes. correct your most honorable ancestor hi y- yes it appeared that 
he was without shelter when he arrived here. And so we wanted to help and make sure that he gets the fair accommodations that he should receive here for everything. He's actually sleeping in the next room. Yeah, we didn't wake him up, did we? No. <laughs> eh, it's fine. <laughs> I, should I fetch him, Emerald Champion? No, that is okay. After everything he's been through, a good night's sleep should do him wonders. <laughs> but that is good, that it seems that you have stepped in and have befriended him. Which brings me to my request. I want you all to ensure that Hitoshi makes it through the Topaz Championship in one piece. I want to see that he becomes a samurai worthy of his own father. I have a question, most honorable champion. Would you be able to tell us what kind of things they would have us do in this? Most certainly. It seems that you're... I don't want to use the word babysitter because Ikigai is more than that, but it seems that he has uh, forgotten to tell you all about it, which is fine. The man is busy. But, as you all know, you and every other young samurai fledgling is here to complete their Genpuku, the long history tradition of becoming a samurai here in Rokugan. And as such, all of you, competition is the way that people describe it. It's less about competing with others and more so competing with yourself. As each of you will go through the same tests and go through the, all the different challenges that require you to utilize your skills that every samurai needs to be aware of. Some of these competitions include more physical prowess, such as sumai and the occasional duels, as well as archery, physical feats, all that good stuff. But a samurai's physical strength is only as good as their mental fortitude as well. And you will also be challenged mentally through events like heraldry, poetry, law, and the, of course, the occasional game of Go. <laughs> so both your physical and your mental will be tested, which are all key aspects that every samurai should be keep sharp in their toolbox. And success or failure solely depends on you and what you bring during each event. I will warn you though, you do not need to pass every but you need to pass enough of these tests in order to consider your Genpuku a success. Fail to meet these benchmarks, and you will have to repeat the process the following year. To be quite frank, I don't know how to refer him, but to be frank, would you or are you implying if we were to, for example, have to encounter the Mantis Samurai in a physical bout? Should we just 
allow him to win? I'm not asking you to throw your own Genpuku away for Hitoshi. Rather, just keep an eye on him and continue to do what you've been doing, befriending him, learning more about him, coming to an understanding with each other, but more importantly, to keep him safe as well as your own safety in the back of your mind. Are you well, in... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Topaz Championship, generally speaking, is a very safe thing, and no one would dare try to pull anything. You young fledglings will come to understand that the facade of your clans, their tenacity to be in favor of the Emerald Champion knows love limits. So it would not surprise me if the clan started to, at least the elders at least, be more underhanded when it comes to the Topaz Championship. So just to keep Hitoshi safe, and also to befriend him, is what I am requesting from all of you. So Shodai will, in the respectful manner in a tea ceremony, will place his cup down and he will say I will endeavor to befriend and to watch over Hitoshi and he will do the appropriate ceremonial bow in this situation okay I follow suit also I do as well yep I love it when a plan comes together <laughs> I think it is safe to say Sensei we will do our utmost best to watch over our friend. All have my thanks. And may Lady Doji favor you with eloquence and courage in your task. And as you guys solemnly bow once again in front of Doji Satsume, just as quickly as he appeared, when you look up again, your moonlit visitor is gone. As you, specifically you, Mio, since you're the one who did the tea ceremony, as you reach down to put away the tea set, you discover that the teapot is now rigidly cold, and the teacup belonging to your guests still sits there, undisturbed and dry, on the tray. Okay. Alright. Respect. So at this point, Himiko just looks at all of you... And as calmly as she possibly can, she looks at all of you, lovely gentlemen. So, it wasn't a dream. We actually had a conversation with the currently deceased Emerald Champion. Yes. Kind yes, we did. Seriously yeah. nods. Do you need me to pinch you? I think I'm okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't making all this up in my head as this was transpiring. Not only that, but he asked us to befriend Hitoshi. And should I, will like, will thumb towards the room where Hitoshi is sleeping. <laughs> in the distance, we can just hear. Yeah. yeah, Mio has actually gone to check on him <laughs> to make sure that he's okay. <laughs> we love to see it. Alrighty. So... Uh, Mio, as you go to Hitoshi's room and you slowly open the sliding doors, you see Hitoshi's kind of tatami mat and the things that 
the inn has provided with you guys. They're still all neatly folded on off to the side of the room. And as you peer into Hitoshi's room, you just see him sleeping against the wall on one of the room. So he's sleeping against one of the kind of closet doors a little bit. Facing the entranceway, sleeping with his gear and his bag huddled around him as he's sleeping. And I'm not going to make you roll for this, but from his posturing and the way that he is sleeping currently, this is a sleeping position of someone who has survived for most of his life, carrying very little in his actual belongings and what little he does have holds onto it tight as to be ready to grab it within a moment's notice should anyone try to take it from him while he's sleeping and of course as he is sleeping with facing the door he is basically prepared to do whatever it takes should anyone challenge him take his possessions assassinate his life this is someone who has known that people are not the nicest, and so he is expect he expects the worst. Me, okay. Poor guy. Mio seeing this, understanding what's happening, is going to set up his mat right in front of him, and I am going to sit and meditate there, preparing to come between him and anything that comes to that door. So essentially show, so if when he wakes up and he sees that someone is actually watching out for him. Aww. Wait, inside the room or like just outside? Yeah, like right inside the room where the door is. So it's me, it's door, me, him. Okay. You know what? Since you're doing that, I'm just gonna sit down in front of the not in front of like the actual door but in front of the screen just sitting kind of like uh, meditating but having my eyes closed not really sleeping but just i don't know how you would explain it resting my eyes i guess based on that first line what was that okay so mio you're doing that and then we got you doing that Everyone else, what are you doing? Daidro is immediately going back into his blanket mat cocoon. Yeah. Kaito is... This was quite the experience for him to, to see. So instead of going right inside, and he decides to do... Instead of just sitting down and meditating, he does a meditative walk around the building. Just doing circles, keeping to himself, listening to the sounds of the trees and the grass, and just bringing serenity back to himself as he is taking some deep breaths. And this happens for, I'd say about 20, 30 minutes before he returns back inside and will lie down he will lie down back in his position but will also walk up to Mio and say if you need a relief shift let me know 
and I go to lie down. So Shodai will end this encounter with a spirit in the respectful way that one would end a conversation with a spirit, however way that may be. And then he'll come back into the room and when he sees everyone taking their positions and whatnot, he'll take a moment, take it all in, and then back face first, butt up in the air, snot bubble. I am so tempted to get my artist that I commissioned to draw this little scene <laughs> just because I, I need a show dice snot bubble. We're going to turn that into a sticker. <laughs> sticker. Yes, I'm... please, because that will go right on the front of my laptop. <laughs> oh my goodness. Make him a little chibi. <laughs> Bro, if you make that into a car decal, I will put that on my truck. We'll talk about merchandising after it. <laughs> after off-screen. Okay. So as some of you go back to rest, others deciding to set yourself up on the room. Before the night... Before night's embrace takes you guys back into sleep, Himiko just looks at what everyone's doing. And without uttering a single word, she just smiles, nods, and heads back into the room where you guys originally were and decides to go back to sleep. So, as you guys are sleeping and as the night passes, you guys are able to do so without any more interruptions, no more ghostly visitations, no nightmares, no nothing. There, no is, a, there is a nice, serene, peaceful slumber. And as the dawn begins to break and the rooster's call wakes you all up. Mio, you awaken and as you awaken, still in your meditative position and still where he was the night earlier in the night, Hitoshi is just looking at you as you wake up and without uttering a single word, just gives you a smile and a nod. And without uttering a single sound, just mouths the words, thank you to you. I will return in kind. Alrighty. So as the rest of you begin to awaken from your slumber, some of you more graceful than others. <laughs> some of you are, are up and already dressed, others are getting there. Kimiko comes over and pops Shodai's uh, snooze bubble to wake him up just with one of her kind of bamboo hairpins and just <laughs> just pops it. So Shodai will just all night long has slept butt up chest down. As soon as she pops that snot bubble he does this like robotic flip onto his back and sits up like the Undertaker sitting up in the middle of the ring and he's like oh time you are quite the curious one young shodai he'll just look over and just be like hey, and give like a slow thumbs up she gives the soft chuckle before get going back to her corner of the room to get ready so once everyone is dressed you make your way to the laughing 
Carp's dining area. Now, normally, a dining area in this uh, kind of setting is typical of being huge and large in order to fit many people. But as your group walks into the dining hall, you already are bombarded with the sights and the sounds of many other young samurai. As you look around the room, many samurai from all the different clans just chatting with each other, eating their meals, and then as if by some sort of movie magic, everyone kind of looks at you guys as you enter in. There's a subtle couple of seconds of silence before everyone goes back to what they were doing. I just kind of saw what they did to the rest of the party. Did we do something? They all looked at us. So Kaito is, as he's walking, he doesn't really have the fun composure that he had originally. Like, walking to the dining area, he still seemed like his fun-loving self. But as soon as he entered there and saw all the people, you can clearly see a change where he's very quiet and very close in and to himself as he's walking to a seat to eat. Jodai's used to this type of reaction, so he just... Even bef- in that, like, second of silence before they go back to what he's doing, he'll just, like, shrug and be like, what's for breakfast? And we'll proceed to the serving area. So that Kaito bolts for the serving area to try to separate himself. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so... Breakfast is... the most important meal of the day. Serving up Gary's way. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw Spongebob in there. I'm sorry. But no, as you guys make your way through the serving line and you get your breakfast, very traditional. You have a lot of rice. You also have a bit of miso soup in a little bit, as well as some other ingredients to put in. So very minimal, but very nutritious. And as you make your way from the serving area to find a table, Hitoshi speaks up, looks around, sees a table in the back and says you guys go sit there I'll see you after breakfast and kind of walks over to a more smaller and more disheveled table off towards the corner from you guys Itoshi, if you don't get your little mantis booty over to sit with us I'm going to slam you into (laughs) said table we didn't go through the whole argument of you going yelling at the the poor house lady, and then you're gonna ha- sleep in our room and enjoy our company. You could at least come with us. You are part of our group now. You are one of us. We are now a conglomerate. <laughs> he touchy gives, <laughs> gives a little bit of a chuckle. <laughs> By all means, it is no disrespect to you. I would join you in a heartbeat, but even when we're far away from home, we still need to uphold the traditions. Remember, all of you are from the major clans. I am not. The Mantis are part of the Minor, so that difference between us 
even in this social setting, is important to maintain. And while I am on my own, I cannot bring dishonor to my clan. And neither should you. Hey, Mikey, out of character. <laughs> a lot of the minor clans actually come from the crab clan. Can I use that in a way to be like, you're gonna bring, you're bringing more dishonor to, I guess my clan and my, and our families have brought. We brought you, you're. I don't mean to put this like really mean. Like I, we brought you into fruition, so it'd be actually <laughs> more beneficiary. I hate to twist his arm, but it'd be more disrespectful for him to not sit at least in regards to that. But of course, he is part of the group and he is growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's not twisting his arm. And if you think about it too, with the lore of Legend of the Five Rings, this technic this plays out because a lot of the minor clans do come from the clad clans, and it's not necessarily twisting the arm, but because you are from one of the major clans too, a lot of the minor ones follow suit and do as they are told, but your intentions are good with it, so you don't have anything to feel bad about that. Okay, so to Hotoshi, Dadaro would say it would do my family and my clan a more of a disservice if you didn't if you didn't sit with us. So sitting with us would bring just as much honor as if you were to sit alone. Hitoshi smiles and looks at you, Daidoro, and says, I always must do what I am told, so I have no issue with this, and just gives you another smile and walks over to the table with the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting as a family. <laughs> <laughs> so as all of you are enjoying your breakfast, based on this, not necessarily a scene, but having this moment, you can't help but feel the overwhelming social eyes begin to single into your table as before mostly everyone was minding their own business and for the most part most of them still are but you see a few samurai from the various clans i your group in particular some are looking at your table in more disgust others of intrigue and there's a couple that are smiling and nodding happy at what you guys have just done right now and in that same momentary flash of those eyes on you they quickly go back to having their own conversations eating their own breakfast and uh, that pressure that you felt not a moment ago has now dissipated. For now, at least. Oh, he just brushes it off and is, huh, just like another day. He just continues eating. So, Hitoshi, what, what school of samurai, what school of training are you involved in? How do I put this? So, my school of training is a little more outlandish than most given that I am a mantis clan most of my training has to do more with the sea and kind of that lifestyle of being on the ships 
So, most of my training is more of a nautical background. <laughs> nautical background, you say? Yes. Do you have any funny stories? I... And Hitoshi looks around. I definitely do, but... Those matters probably best served at a later time when it's just us. As Ooh. he looks around the room, and in particular, he sees a couple of he sees a couple of crane and lion clan members looking at your group still and just turns back to you guys yeah i think that would better be suited when prying eyes aren't trying to read us i'm gonna look at those guys got a problem <laughs> do you say this out loud <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> draw a picture oh, it'll last longer <gasps> now, Mio, those are fighting words, and a fight sounds great. Kaito's uh, unsettledness completely goes away on that, and it's just so happy right now, because he knows what's about to go down. <laughs> so, Mio, as you say this in the middle of the dining hall, what was once a busy sound of people eating their food has just stopped. And now all eyes are on you as you say this. And if you could drop a pin needle, it would make a sound once it hits the ground of how completely silent everything is. Now, lucky for you. Actually, no, not lucky for you. So the lion and the clan, the lion and the crane clans were just, just staring you guys down. And now, you see the group start to murmur among themselves. And two samurai go from their table, walk over to yours, and just, just start to sit there. So, obviously, you could tell that one is the Crane Clan based on their colors of vastly different silvers and blues in their dress wear. And then, of course, some of the lions, same thing with their colors as well. These two individuals sit at your table. They both look at you, Mio. And they say, the Crane clan member says, I don't know whether it's courage or foolishness here, but you have my interest. You have my disdain. The Crane looks at you. Hmm, yes. Ah, the a member of the Crab Clan. How are you doing, Crab Boy? Ah, Ooh. on this beautiful morning? Fantastic. Such simple Tims, you gotta love them. And they turns away from you, disregarding you. Nice. Can I, I'm gonna ask the group as a whole. Because Diderot is a very fiery person. He doesn't take kindly to being treated this way he's a very impulse kind of person and he wants to do something extremely brash before he does it out of character i'm going to ask if that is okay <laughs> because i'm not going to be like some some other people who would just go straight into it and just like disregard what everybody else wants to do so i'm gonna be i want to be considerate for all you guys but to put it plainly he's going to throw his hot miso soup in this guy's face. Before I do that, does anybody else want to do anything? Yeah. 
sensing that you want to do this, and I'm <laughs> and I and I'm, Mio, being from the Phoenix Clan, we're more pacifists. We're more like let's talk this out. But he gets it because this guy was a complete jerk. <laughs> so he's yeah, I'm gonna let you do that, but give me one second. So he's gonna look at this guy. And he's first of all. We meant no respect to you, but your underlings over there, they obviously have a problem with something over here. So instead of telling daddy to come take care of it, why don't they take care of it? Oh, snap, son. I'm just kind of sitting there just kind of biting my lip because being from the Lion Clan, being from a major clan, I want to go after these guys because we're supposed to set an example but at the same time, I'm wanting to try to plan on how we can get even and not bring dishonor. Kaito also understands the pacifist nature of the Phoenix Clan. So he's currently just sitting there. He's looking down at his food, eyes closed, breathing very heavily. But as Mrs. White has said, flames on the, the side of my face. You can clearly you can clearly almost see the smoke out of his ears. Like, he is angry. And if he could, it would be his... If he's holding back from his arm, just shooting out like lightning and just grabbing this guy without even looking at him. Like, he <laughs> is angry right now. I'm going to be like... Point? I'm going to look over and be like, you're on. <laughs> Dider is going to look at Mio and be like, I guess it is looks at the crane, picks up his bowl of soup, takes a small swig, and just <laughs> over the top of his head. <laughs> Make the rest of your flock and chicken your way out. Get the flock out of here. Okay. At which point, I Mio is going to immediately take up a defensive stance because he knows that we're about to get an ass whooping. <laughs> And he's okay with it. <laughs> so, but he's gonna... He's ready. <laughs> so, I, did, I didn't want to fight right here and now. Because I wanted I to stew and simmer so we can really get at him. But since it's happening, I as well, I'm gonna take a defensive stance there. Oh, yeah. Look, the crab people are, are bar barbaric people. We do not take courtesy. In any regards, courtesy is not our thing, and I think it's more courageous to be to stand up for minor clan and the rest of my friends. Yeah, and Mia is right there with you. Uh, I don't blame you, but I'm just saying, me personally, I was trying to think, plan it out, how, how to be methodical, to really get at him. But yeah, if it's gonna happen, it's, it's gonna happen. I got your back. Let's do this. Okay. Oh man! So let Sorry, me. Mikey, I didn't mean to der derail this entire thing, but man, <laughs> no, honestly, this is. That dude be... a dick. Excuse my expression, but he was. This is R eighteen. We're good. He was like disrespectful. I'm like, oh no, Sir Rebob. <laughs> Even Beans is upset. Look how upset is he? <laughs> okay, no, you don't have to apologize because. Like I say, yes and is the way to go of my DM style. So you presented an opportunity, so now we're going to run with it. So let me set the scene up real quick. Yep. <laughs> so Oops. in the mere moments 
of you pouring this miso, this hot miso soup, I should say, as you put it, this warm miso soup all over this crane plant, just staining his white and silver <laughs> robes. Aww. Composure, that air of arrogance that was once settled around him, has now completely dissipated and is now full of an air of basically revenge and anger. So as the miso soup just continuously slowly drips down his head on and onto his robes, he stands up and as he is going to grab for his wooden sword, his bokuto, I Hitoshi... Will... Oh, go ahead. Now, as I sense him starting to sit up, I'm going to... I'm going to basically gra try to grab him to stop him, but grab him in a way to be like, I'm not attacking you, but stop one moment. Basically, like, hey, simmer down. Hey. And I want to say to him, while still visibly angry, still looking down at his food, essentially say, I suggest maybe we save this anger for the tournament. After all, we don't want anything to risk anyone's chances of passing this. Understand? Ooh. <laughs> but so beautifully, friend. But so beautifully. Okay. Oh, you're gonna get it soon, by the way. <laughs> we love to see it. I also puff, like, almost, like, breathe in to, like, puff myself up. To just show <laughs> my strength and body. Oh my goodness. Shodai, Shodai just looks at the table next to him and is like, Have you tried the miso? It is in <laughs> your life. Okay. Yeah, the crane would agree. My good old Sheba Phoenix boy, <laughs> here's what I'm going to have you do. You, I want to, narratively, this is too good to pass up. I want you to roll me a courtesy. So, that is the skill I want you to roll, but I want you to explain to me what is your approach? Which of the five elements are you using in your approach with courtesy? Ziplot, Zdikian. You're muted. You're muted. Sorry, sorry, okay. Interesting choice. Okay, so, since you are doing this, you are going to roll a number of d6s or black dice equal to your earth ring, and if you have any ranks in your courtesy, you may add that as well. So that now one. roll it. Alright, so roll it all together, and... Let us see what happens. Alright, so... I have... One blank. I got... One of these. So that is an opportunity. Okay. So you get to bank those, so keep that in mind. Okay. I have... One of these. So that is a success with strife, but we're not going to get to the strife yet, so that's one success. And I got... One of these that is an explosive success <laughs> nice so in total you have one success one explosive so a total of two and that is you have enough to pass this skill check so 
you already narrated exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. As you use this firm approach, the crane regains what little composure they have left and in a shoddy attempt backs away from your holds as you let go fixes himself yes that would be becoming of a young samurai we will settle these matters on the battlefield and just turns away in a huff exiting the dining area as the rest of the goon squad gets up and follows him and as once he's out of sight, I'm I'm sorry. What was your character's name again? The Space Ghost. Sorry. Oh, Daidoro. <laughs> Daidoro. I go ahead and reach over and just give him like a backhand across the head. Love it. Yes, sir. Um, so I know that Shodai said that he was talking to the other table. I was like, oh, have you tried the miso? Change your life. In the midst of that, he's actually going to be schmoozing with the other tables to try to, in essence, get them to our side of the whole situation so that they're like, to try to sway their opinion to be like, yeah, that crane, that that samurai from the crane was completely out of line. Okay. Love. (laughs) I love it. Love. So, Shodai, I will say this. Yes, just as in high school... (laughs) Which essentially, this is what it is. This is Samurai High School right now, y'all. It's easier to persuade different cliques to your side if you are of said clique or have a similar background. And that kind of applies here. So the lion and the crane definitely are not going to come to your sign. Samurai High. (laughs) Samurai High. (laughs) The dragon... And the the Dragon Clan is just monitoring the situation. Like they the Crab do. Clan, on the other hand, is just laughing at what has just happened. But there are three individuals, Shodai, that you notice that kind of are on your side a little bit. One is a young samurai dressed in the traditional garb and what stands out from this particular one is the mask that they are wearing on their face so as you are well aware any clan member that's wearing a mask in this traditional garb is of the scorpion so the scorpion seems to be on your side you also notice a fellow unicorn kind of just giving a subtle nod of approval as she looks in your direction and gives you a smile and a wink <laughs> Ooh. to who <laughs> to shodai oh hell yeah shodai i see <laughs> and then on top of that you also notice a young male phoenix who is also giving you a approval nod so it seems that at least for the moment the scorpion, the phoenix, and the unicorn all seem to be in support of you guys. The lion and the crane are not as easily swayed, and everyone else just falls in the middle. Anyway, this I'm like, do it. That's fine, but can I attempt to charm the lion 
and the crane groups to I guess if they if they still look at us with disdain that's fine but just to, to soften that disdain to maybe like more of a like a minor annoyance oh that group they're, they're just a minor annoyance you can definitely most certainly try okay so I'm gonna have mm -hmm. you do the same thing I'm gonna have you roll courtesy since it has, since this is one of the clans is the Lion Clan, is there a way I can help him out with that? Since I'm from the Lion Clan. Ooh, that is right. Okay, so here's what I'll have you do. Since you want to help Shodai with this, I'm not going to say the number, but if you help him, I'm going to reduce the target number that he needs to get by one. So you're reducing how many successes he needs here. All right, so Shodai, it's down to you. So, courtesy, which ring are you using for this skill check? I'm going to use my water ring for uh, charm. And I have one success and one opportunity. Okay, so remember, opportunities bank. So, we'll get into that in a little bit. But you have one success. And you're lucky, too. Because with the help of your fellow lion over here, you are successful in your intention of dissuading from a full-on hatred to a minor annoyance of your group from the crane and the other lion samurai. Yes. You're welcome there, old buddy. I heard a however. however. I don't like that. So however for you, you helped your friend out. And of course, the rest of the lions that were part of that group were jerk so that doesn't bother you however one of the other lions in the dining hall separate from this ragtag that came up to you and tried to pick a fight they just look at you and not necessarily hatred is what they are giving with their glare at you but it's worse than that <laughs> it is worse than disdain and it is worse than anger it it's is like pure hatred. No, not even hatred. It is the worst kind of feeling that most people can ever experience is the look of disappointment <laughs> washes over you as she just nods her head, picks herself up uh, off of the wall that she was leaning, and she exits on the opposite side of the dining hall, heading towards the shrine area that the inn currently has. So, you may have helped out to your pals in this situation, but the relationship with some of the other members of your clan, it's about to get interesting is the nicest way of putting it. <laughs> it's like a Telltale game. They will remember this. <laughs> As of right now in the story, my friends here are my family, so they're my concern. Aw, oh, that's so sweet. Just remember that for later. <laughs> Everyone will remember <laughs> So at this point, after everyone's settled in and has calmed down from this situation, Hitoshi just looks around at all of you. You guys are nuts. I like it. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Look, I only dish out what they serve, so you're in good hands is all I can really say. <laughs> Today's episode is called Try the Miso. <laughs> yeah, oh sure. Yes. <laughs> Shodai doesn't doesn't look up from his miso. And he's, That's just another. It, 
it's a usual occurrence. And those guys were just jerks. So, are you yeah. okay? I'll look at Hitoshi. Are you okay? Honestly, I'm a little bit shocked, a little bit surprised. But, yeah, I'm okay. In fact, and I've never been better. Mia's going to look at him and look at him and say, don't ever let anyone disrespect you. He looks at you, Mia. He smiles and says, I truly mean this. Thank you. And looks to the rest of you. Thank you all. And he continues to smile. And as he does, he stands up. Well, then, with that little escapade out of the way, I think it's about time we get to the first day of competition, no? And after finishing the last bit of Monmizo and everything, let's do it. Jodai kind of freezes, like, how much time do we have before the, the first round starts? I think we have about... 15 minutes and we're supposed to report to the courtyard and he does the whole anime like thing where he turns into like this puff of smoke and he just goes running out back to the room because he has he wants to to prepare one of his one of his talismans okay i will say (laughs) definitely within that time you definitely have one of your talismans good to go so there's a whole that's a thing i gotta do I love that. There's a whole point at the book. There's a whole thing I gotta do. All right. It's so it's called the Way of Names. It is an Ayuchi Mashoto school ability in which I take a talisman and I can actually cast one of my spells into the talisman, and that will help me later on to reduce the target number when I try to use it. In oh, definitely go to use it. I need to do a TN2 design check, and I am going to use my use my water, and I have one in design. Yes, I have two explosive successes. Okay. So, I'm assuming that passes the TN check. Yep. Since Sweet. you needed a TN and two, that meets it. Yes, Josh. Question question just a statement while he's doing this while we're all waiting for him i'm just sitting there and just silently and silently praying for for guidance and wisdom from uh, my ancestors okay easy enough just how would you put it stealing yourself i think that's how you would put it it's the equivalent of listening to lose yourself by eminem gotcha <laughs> yeah pretty much we love it his arms heavy, knees weak. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> All right, sorry. Okay, so actually, I'm actually quite interested. How do the rest of you prepare for your first competition? So we know what Shodai and our good Lion Boy are doing. What is everyone else's doing? Meditating. Oh, you meditate. So uh, Kaito is probably just running he's probably working with Himiko to continue to just do some drills just to get that familiarity back after training for after traveling for so long and his preparation ends with a meditation cool 
Hi, little. What are you doing? Oh, is there people doing the event before he is already doing the event? Or is it like way before even anybody has started? This is way before because you don't even know what the first event is until you get to the courtyard when you all arrive. So, okay, then it's a mystery. I would like to go to the courtyard extra early so I can watch people like come in and sign in as they go, like scouting out who my competition is. Recon! Okay, I will be competing against the same people in all these competitions, but you guys will be rotating throughout the day for this. And as you go to the courtyard, you notice that there are a couple of... There's a couple of individuals dressed in the typical kind of priest's robes of Rokugan. And they are currently all across the training yard in the courtyard, drawing circles in the sand and kind of dividing it in the middle without rolling for it. The way that this is designed, that these priests are drawing a circle to be used for Sumai. Which, if you know anything about culture, Sumai is similar to... Actually, Sumai is a form of sumo wrestling. But instead of getting into the whole garb, you, Sumai is basically more akin to jujitsu and judo. And as you are doing this recon, you come to the realization that for your competition block... Your guys' first event is going to be Sumai. <laughs> okay. First so, competition is going to be what? Sumai. It's like uh, Judo. Oh. Judo don't know if I have a gun. Judo don't know if I have a knife. Judo don't know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, well... And, and nobody... From what they're doing, that's the first thing I would see. Or I would see them in the process of doing... Okay, as soon as I learned this, and probably already saw some people trying to approach the courtyard, I would try to find one of the one of my fellow party members here immediately. Try, try, just try to spread the word to let them know like what the first competition is, so they're prepared with that in mind. Okay, I will say easy enough. You are able to tell your... I don't want to... You were able to tell your friends of what to expect. And as you finish telling each of them what to expect, you hear the gong kind of sound throughout the end, signaling for all of you guys to (laughs) make your way into the uh, courtyard, where now you see the various completed sumai rings spread across the courtyard so there is about eight or so spread out so multiple people will be going at once so as you guys are settling in and you are talking amongst yourself you see a individual kind of approach (laughs) funny enough also daithro while your interactions with this individual who has stepped into the middle of the courtyard, 
has been limited, you know exactly who this is. So standing in the courtyard, dressed in the same color garb as you would normally find within the Crab Clan, stands before you Hida Goruharu, who is one of the elders of the Crab Clan, and, as you surmise, a Sumai expert. For sure that this is going to be your judge for this competition. I hope you guys brought your game faces on, because <laughs> this man knows it all. And as you say that to the group, Goruharu stands in the middle of the ring. Very simple. He just puts, remember, as he walks around in a boisterous voice, as he is looking at each individual samurai surrounding the Sumai rings. In Sumai, as in life, a steady stance creates a solid foundation for success. So, let us begin with the first event of the day. And all of you make your way into the ring and you face off against other samurai. Unsurprisingly enough, all of you guys are either facing a lion or a crane. You specifically are facing the crane you dumped the miso soup on. It's on Rokugan Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is going to be interesting. All five of you, I need you all to make me an unarmed martial arts check. And neither because you were able to inform your friends of what to expect the TN of this check has been reduced by one so all of you are going to make an unarmed martial arts check but you each need to tell me which elemental ring you are using for this check this is where it gets spicy y'all we have our first group roll so I'm probably going to use fire. Yeah. Okay, so we got two fires. I'm going to use air. Okay, we got two fires and air. I'm going to use earth. Okay. We got two fires and air and an earth, which just leads our lone lion. Which elemental ring would you like to use? I should probably go with the higher scoring one, but I'm going to go with earth because... Solid. Your logic is sound. Okay. So now that you have figured out your elemental rings, you're going to use that many black dice with whatever number is associated with your chosen element. In addition, you are going to roll the amount of white dice or D12 if you have any ranks in your unarmed martial arts skill. So when you have all your dice together, let them rip and we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, what was that again? The black dice represent uh, represents the, the element? element. Uh-huh, your elemental ring, so since you're using earth, for your case, you are going to use two black dice, since you have a two in earth, and then for unarmed 
martial arts, you have no ranks in it, so you're just going to roll those two black dice. That's okay, neither do I. <laughs> oh, neither. be with me. Okay, so we roll and see what happens. <laughs> so I'm going to use regular D6s, just FYI. Yeah, that's fine. So I got a three and a five. We love to see it. Give me one sec. I'm going to... <laughs> Unless you have... Is there a, char a chart I can use in reference to? Yes, so in the book, there is a conversion chart somewhere. All right, so... We... Did you say that the flower-looking one represents opportunity? Yes, so <laughs> let's see. So, Chris, we have a success and an opportunity. So you have passed, so you're good with this one. And I bank the opportunity. And, and wait, do I bank that opportunity then? Yes. Okay. So remember, the way that Legend of the Five Rings works is opportunity. You may keep any of what you rolled and discard what you don't want to use. Okay, so we have one success. So success. All right, let's go with you. So what do you got, sir? I have a success mm. and an explosive success. With strife, yeah. but I don't know what that means. But you said we were going to deal with that later, I think. Yeah, so we're going to wait okay. until later okay. for strife. Okay, so you have passed. Alrighty. Josh, uh, it doesn't look good for you. What did you get, sir? I got an opportunity and a blank. No! So you can bake the opportunity if you like. So you will have one opportunity which will come in handy later, but unfortunately, you do not pass this skill check. Of course I don't. Oh, buddy. For, <laughs> it's the first I roll that I need in a success, and I fail. But <laughs> I, I will bank that opportunity, though. Alrighty, that just leaves us with two. Wait, what, what does that... Can, can you explain what that does, though, the, the opportunity? So... The way that opportunity works is when you bank them on your successes, there are different ways that you can use an opportunity. But the way that opportunity works is you can narratively basically essentially change the game in a limited capacity. So let's say you succeed, you can use an opportunity to increase how you succeed. So for example, let's say in this case you are in a Sumai competition. Having a success means that you're able to throw your opponent to the ground. The opportunity from a narrative standpoint would be able, you can add a little flourish to it and an opportunity will say you pin your opponent to the ground and you gain the adulation of some of the elders, maybe from your clan. So things like that. Opportunities are like added effects. Now mm -hmm. in combat, they offer different combat effects as well but those come into play when you actually get into your first combat which is going to be a little bit later so we'll get to that part so i got an opportunity and a success okay so daidoro you succeed in the sumai so you pass hell yeah so that just leaves shodai <laughs> i'm gonna be the only one that fails i got two successes and an opportunity oh buddy <laughs> Okay. So you know what? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start, so <laughs> Alright. 
So we are going to begin with our successes. So I'm going to go to you first, Chris. I want you to narrate to me how you win your round of Sumai. So as we're going at it, it it's something with, even though I'm a bigger guy, I'm also surprisingly agile. And it catches my opponent off guard. Even with my height, even with my build, I can easily, like, dodge out of the way, push him away. Eventually, my opponent will come in for an attack where I will do, like, a low sweep to put him on my back and flip him over and out of the ring. Okay. Once you do that, the judge just raises their hands, points in your direction... When your opponent gets back up, you both bow and you exit. So, didn't even have to use my hands. <laughs> That's the fun part is I don't didn't even need to use my hands. Okay. Next up, how do you defeat your opponent? I defeat my opponent by because I, I also am rather wiry. As my opponent goes to hit me, I literally bend like a reed in the wind. And I will wrap my arm around his and flip him over my shoulder to the, <laughs> to the ground. And then just stand right back up. When your opponent gets up, you both bow, you exit the ring, and Mio, you join your friend. <laughs> so, as the two of you are celebrating your win, the three of you look over to Himiko. The two of you, I should say. Hitoshi, at this point, joins you as he successfully also beat his opponent and the three of you are just looking at Himiko and in see Toshi has never seen Himiko practice the two of you however know all too well what she is capable of when it comes to Sumai only because she uses you two as sparring partners sparring. when doing yeah. so yeah so in a blink of an eye as <laughs> the call for Sumai begins Himiko, just at lightning quick speed, grabs her opponent's arm and full-on frontal flips them to the ground with a hiya! And just... Yep, right there. Right. Winner! I, I can see Mio and I looking, just watching her and just going, as soon as it's called, mm. just going... Yep. Just golf clapping. Well done. <laughs> Ooh, I remember that one. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, so do I. But yeah. I'm back for a little bit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I can feel the pain already. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Hitoshi just looks at you too. Remind me not to make her mad. No. <laughs> yeah, you know. Want to see the scar? Sure. You have one. You only have one. <laughs> oh, uh, I probably have more, but there's only one that I call the scar. There. <laughs> so. As you two show off your battle wounds to Hitoshi. Yeah. Daidoro, how do you take down your opponent? So, I'm not going to bank my opportunity. I want to use it to, when I defeat this crane, I want to show off to some of the lion girls that might be done with their battles oh. and watching. Nice. <laughs> well done. So, like... When I approach, when I approach the the ring, 
the crane guy finally gets to see how big I am. And just taking this large, broad stance and just making myself look even bigger. And just letting him come to me and taking those teachings that... Uh, what was his name? The, the, I for, already forgot. The Hida. The guy who was overseeing it. Just Hida Gotoharu. <laughs> so taking Gotoharu's teachings and what he said before he even started into full stride. And when the guy finally approaches me, I just grab him by his shirt and I just throw him full leverage with his own weight out of the ring easily definitely and because of the opportunity you spent you get a little bit of ooh from <laughs> some of the lion girls we oh. call it crab engineering <laughs> so yeah you full on not only do you defeat your opponent you full on embarrass him <laughs> And so he gets up solemnly, quickly bows to you, and then scurries off a little bit. Power stance, just... <laughs> I did the commies work today. <laughs> yes, we love it. Alright. Shodai, tell me how you defeat your opponent. <laughs> okay, so... For starters, Shodai... Is everyone wearing, like, the traditional... Like, the sumo wear, the mawashi for this event or are they is everyone in kimono or what have you at least for me it's no shirt all like the gi pants like it's however you wanted to be honest so if you want to go that route i have no qualms oh. with it i'm that route because okay. <laughs> yes! you know i'm showing it off <laughs> i won but i feel like you guys won even more okay so then shodai is just going to be wearing what the what uh, sumo wrestlers normally wear, which is called a mawashi. However, his mawashi is a little bit different in that there is a piece of white fabric that hangs in front of uh, that hangs from the belt, in essence, covering like his nether regions, if you will. And then from his top knot, there's actually uh, you'll see that there are feathers that are braided into it. And his face, he's actually, his face is painted and the colors are yellow and green, but it's Ooh. painted much what, what people would see like Aztec warriors or Mayan warriors, those types of, what those types of people's like, how they dress their face. So he gets up into the ring and as he settles in, his inner monologue just starts Wait, what am I? I can't fight. I don't know how to fight. I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm training to be a priest and a cook. I can't do this. And then he he kind of shit. He shifts in, in like that anime way as his opponent gets ready. And uh, he's no, I, I know what to do. Mom and sis, they taught me. I just have to follow what they their teachings and I'll be OK. Mom, sis, this is for you. And as as the opponent comes at me, he does a like a windmill type maneuver with his arms, and he does this sidestep, almost looking like a like a pirouette, but more like one of those spinning leaf. I call them spinners, but the spinning leaf things that get blown in the wind. And as his opponent l lunges at him and just, in essence, sidesteps. So the opponent just goes flying past him. And when he realizes what he did, he'll be like, I did it! 
and he'll take his fists and, and like be like, yeah! He'll show excitement, and then he'll like realize where he's at, and he'll be like, Winner! Yeah. So, real quick, can I just say how adorable throughout that entire thing hearing your dog snoring was? Just every time you spoke, I heard the snore coming from from. So cute. Oh my goodness, I love it. So yeah, winner, you guys are cheering on. So all of you make your way back to each other, celebrating your success. However, as you guys look on to you look on to your remaining friend, Yucca is not doing so well. The match begins and at first the opponents are easily matched. Yucca, you are facing off against <laughs> you're facing off against the scorpion who was in approval of your group's scene with the crane and the lion earlier at breakfast. And as you are both trying to grasp each other and pin each other to the ground, she just gives you a wink and what seems to be like in a flash essentially a la flash step from bleach she disappears from your line of sight approaches from behind you and grabbing your arm and with her leg sweeping in that forward momentum she is able to give you a takedown to the ground while still holding your arm getting you in a kneeling position and she just subtly whispers to you better luck next time and let's go with the judge saying winner and she just lets you go she gives you a bow in front and without even breaking a sweat it seems she walks back to her group of scorpion samurai who are cheering her and congratulating her leaving you still kneeling in the dirt as you have suffered your first loss in the topaz championship the rest of you all see this happen so what do you do what is decorum for re-entering the area so i will say that yuka's uh match was the last one for this round so it'll take some time for the priest to redraw the circles and recenter everything for the next batch mm-hmm. of combatants but he gets up and yucca is your mindset right now what are you doing first of all i am visibly but even though that my combatant had already walked off i still respectfully bow but other than that, I just walk off. I... Okay, the reason I asked that was because I want to, once it's clear to either walk or run up to him and throw my arm around him to show a sign of comfort that it'll be okay. There's plenty more to go. We. This yeah. is just one of m- many tests. And as we were told... There are various different ways. So, sure, you didn't succeed here, but there's plenty more to go. You're going to be just fine. 
Diderot would like to approach at that point and kneel down and be like, in the words of my grandfather and my father, you have lost the battle, but you have not lost the war. Shodai will produce a pocket onigiri and give it to him. <laughs> Sorry, a what? Pocket onigiri. Like pocket bacon, except it's onigiri. He's giving you yeah, yeah, he's giving you comfort food. food. Okay, so I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> Doesn't keep a trail Keeps pocket onigiri. He's so, great. Onigiri, if is an s, it's like a rice ball, but the in Japanese cuisine they use that as like a, a to go type food. It's made with sticky rice, and sometimes it has some filling in the middle of it. Sometimes it's wrapped in seaweed and covered with sesame seed, but this is just a very plain pocket onigiri. If this is just to make sure I have the right image in mind, is this what American side Pokemon called donuts? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you remember that exactly. It's my brain, my memory. Yes. Uh, yes. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. After all this, I'm still pretty upset, but I am starting to simmer down a little, and I do thank you guys. Mio will be the last one to walk up to you, and he'll put his hand on your shoulder, and he'll say, Use it. Hold it inside. Use it in your next battle. Focus it. Normally, I wouldn't be too upset. Like I said, it's just Mm -hmm. the first event, but... I'm I'm still not entirely sure on my character's background. I don't know if my father is, is deceased or if he's still alive. <laughs> but the way I was brought up is every fight must be a victory. Or yeah, it's very the, the way I perceive <laughs> the way my father taught me was every fight should be a victory, but. He might amend it in one way, but the way I perceived it is I need to win every time. If, if I do not win, I will dishonor him. That's why I'm so choked up right mm. now. So, to add insult to injury here... Oh, no, it's Michael. Not, listen, I have to do what I have to do to make a compelling story. So, Yakaida, as you internalize this... And this is what you're thinking to yourself from across the courtyard. Who should happen to be standing there but your own father? And without saying a word, without going up to you, you lock eyes with each other. He just looks at you. He gives you a subtle, he gives you a subtle kind of head shaking going from side to side. And just turns around and walks back into the inn. And before you get a moment to thoroughly process it. Before I can thoroughly process process this, I immediately clench my fist to where the point where I'm clenching it so tight, my whole hand just got a sheet of paper white. So, as this happens, from behind all of you guys, you just hear a very airy kind of female voice now that this barbaric sport is over let us begin with the next event and as you turn around you see a very tall 
but very beautiful woman standing in front of you. She is dressed in some fine silk and silver kimonos, which all of you realize that it is the same design of the one that Doji Satsume was wearing from the night before. In her hand is a light bamboo fan as she opens it up, begins fanning herself and says, Now that you have showed us your physical strength, it is my pleasure to be able to put you boys to the test. Let's see how strong your minds are. And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode. <laughs> so my poor lion boy. Why you got to do that to him? He's oh, too young. Bloody. I, I was see gonna Trump. Hit him with, I was going to hit him with the, well, don't worry, lion friend. Pride is a slow and insidious killer. <laughs> but shit, man, you beat me to the punch. I was going to hey, say, like victory is but a matter of perspective. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen. I clay I like this game is for fun, but I am also you guys provided me with little plot threads, so I am definitely gonna use them to my advantage. Yeah, it's good to know that emotional trauma exists in all TTRPGs. <laughs> I never say Emotional Damage Emotional Damage. My goodness. It really is. Man, I don't even have a dab, but that got me somewhere hard. God. <laughs> I was like, ooh. I, know, I was like, really? ow. <laughs> I heard insult to injury. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> like, this wasn't the solid one. You straight up punched him in the liver. Damn. Oh, my you goodness. Took his legs out from underneath him. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I always I emotional Cherokee, trauma. but Mikey, I'm pretty sure your name in Cherokee would be like salt upon wounds or something. <laughs> what can I say? It's all in good fun. You, prov and listen, you, you provided me with a pitch and I am going to knock it out of the park <laughs> in whichever way I see fit. Hey, on the but bright side, we know your dad's alive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although right now, I probably wish it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, um, what? Oh my goodness. So what will become of our young yakai he sort out through this emotional trauma of seeing his dad? What does this uh, female like exam proctor have for you guys to test with your minds? Stay tuned to all my lovely listeners because we will find out on the next episode of Furosato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. So this is Mikey from the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. For me and all my cast to remember, to all of you listening in internet land, remember to love each other, take care of one another, and as always, let the good times roll. We will see you next time.